Welcome back to KafaroCast, everybody. Frank here with Aaron across the table. We got a very special guest from across the across the pond, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got, Just got in today. We've got Mr. G, Rob Gearing from uh, Spartan Precision Equipment. He um, They make all types of shooting systems and bipods, uh, tripods. You got a knife system. You got all kinds of cool stuff. So we're here to, to shoot the shit a little bit and talk between uh, Americans and <laughs> In the English, you're English, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we 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 share the same language, but don't understand each other. The first yeah. time I ever, uh, I guess I met you through email. Ryan Avery uh, linked us up on an email, and, and the first thing that that drew me in was you said something like "Kafaro's the dog nuts." That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I was I like, see. "Them damn British are funny yeah. bastards." Well, he showed me your gear. Actually, mm-hmm. I was up in uh, Idaho, and uh, I was quite blown away with it. Yeah, and I said, "God, this stuff's the dog's nuts." It's mm-hmm. meaning it's really good. Yeah, and, uh, he's a funny little guy. Well, yeah. I mean, he's not little, but yeah. he's he's funny. Yeah, uh, I hunt. I hunt with Ryan fairly frequently, I guess, and he. He's not exactly a speed demon, right? right. But yeah. he he when it comes to talking shit, he's he's got a PhD, like a black belt. Yeah. <laughs> and so generally he'll call me before I come up and he'll be like, "Now Aaron, I don't want to hear when we're going in. Ryan, wait. Ryan, wait." <laughs> Cuz you know, but that's generally not how it works out in the end, but he is pretty funny about it. Um and now and you've had you've um I mean, you've obviously you got some pr- pretty good publicity on Rockslide, haven't you? Oh yeah. Well, we we they were probably well. Actually, it was um, his his editor or one of his editors, Justin Crossley, um, who first discovered the bipod, and he was using it way back. And he said, "This thing's just absolutely brilliant." The dogs nuts. Dogs nuts. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think Ryan was sold on the concept. And he said, "Ah, oh, bloody Jason's always on about your bipod," and he hadn't really had a chance to play with it. And then I think his son shot um, a coyote or. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a coyote at like 500 plus yards. And he said, that is the dog's nuts. Right. So he was happy then. No, but they're get, hunting tools, eh? Yeah. Yeah. You, you guys, not to get off subject, but the cat's ass, that's something else you guys use, isn't it? Yeah. We've got all sorts of terms that you pro- that don't just cross over. People, I have to be real careful over here because I say things. People go, what the hell is he the, on about? The C yeah. word is something they seem to lose in a see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. use in New Zealand yeah. a bit more frequently where you'll get bitch slapped here yeah. if you use that. We're yeah. over there. Everything's a cunt. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Have you been? Have you done some hunting over there? Uh, no, no. We were supposed to go this year, but um, we had a military contract, a fairly large one, come through that we had to actually adult and work. Um, yeah. Frank did a lot more adulting than I did, yeah. which is normally the case. Um, but no, I was um, I was in Fort Drum, and we did like a joint military exercise, and <clears throat> I can't remember exactly what happened, but. Uh, you guys, the cat's ass was one, the dog's nuts, and there was something else that you guys said that was so fucking, well, from a, you know, yeah. a 19-year-old, you know, whatever, grunt, listening to you guys. One guy got hung up and, uh, and he was like, fuck me, mate, there's bloody wire everywhere, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, definitely a different terminology. The cat's ass I still use to, to this day. Um was something that you guys uh, I picked up well, it was from British soldiers, so um, it's kind of the same thing. But. And the Kiwis use the same terminology as us as well, yeah. a lot anyway. Yeah, yeah. We, we get um, we get what well, once a year, I guess the uh, Australian or British SAS come over here and get some gear from us, and and uh, they all look like Wolverine. It they, seems like. every single one of them looks yeah. like Wolverine, <laughs> yeah. chiseled out of stone from yeah. the movie Three Hundred. I'm like, holy shit, these guys yeah. are all badasses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're good dudes too. But so we were talking. You've got how much of this shit you got here? We can talk about before I open uh, my mouth. Well, I got I got loads of. I've got the tripods here. I've got the bipods. I've got you know. I'm here to talk about. What I've done or the gear, you just tell me what you want to talk about. I'm good at talking about loads of Can shit. Can I talk about that? Yeah, 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 okay, for I'm, sure. I want to talk about because I know. Uh, yeah, that, that drew Aaron's eye for as soon as you pulled it out of the, the case The only there. time I use a gun is on the last day when I got to borrow the guide's gun. So I don't know much about bipods, but this is um, a tripod. Can I mention? I wouldn't do that okay. just yet. <laughs> yeah. So I can't mention everything, but this is yeah. uh, a... Uh, Something you're working yeah, with another company. Yeah, it's a, it's this. We call it the Sentinel. 
and it's a modular shooting system, which also, so it, you can use it as a bipod, tripod, or monopod. Um, you can use it in many configurations. I tend to use it on two legs, mm-hmm. more than three. I think it's much more versatile like that. It's made using a really, well, probably the world's best protruded carbon now. All the aluminium 7,000 grade. So it's tough as shit. Say that thing. again. Oh, the, oh yeah, aluminium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You look like Professor yeah. Xavier yeah. with your haircut, yeah. and you're saying it the yeah. same way. And, uh, <laughs> don't read Frank's mind. He's probably thinking of porn. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's in my mind already then. Yeah. So, so that's a tripod. for You can shoot off it. You can put your camera on it. We're even working on making a tent that uses the tripod as a frame. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to speak to you lads about as well, because I think there could be some good synergy there. But, um, and it's your trekking poles. And now we've made ski handles, snowshoes, you name it. There's a whole multitude of things that you can do with this. So for the Mm -hmm. photographers out there, um, this thing uh, is, is, some people know I have a, I use a, a small tripod, like a pocket tripod from a different company that has done okay. But this thing will kick the shit out of it. It's about a foot tall, roughly. It is all field maintainable. You can break it all down, clean it. You can swap out the legs for longer legs. Or if you want to run light, you can run it like it is right now with shorter legs. The legs will extend to give you a little bit of leveling on the system I'm looking at. You can also change out the head to multiple different configurations. And it sounds like you guys are building a, a very, like a micro uh, pan head. We're working with Strasser Rifles and they're designing it. Um, and they've made a beautiful little pan head that uses one of the bipod legs as its handle. So it's a real lightweight answer. So this will be a big set of dog nuts. Um, I'm already working on trading to get one of these in my hands because <laughs> I don't know, like obviously in this setup with a, a spotting scope, it's not going to work because they're not tall enough. But when you're a guy that uses, you know, sometimes a spotter, sometimes um uh, uh, like off binoculars and then sometimes camera and then sometimes shooting, you can do anything with this because these legs are interchangeable. So you can have literally an all-in-one system. Now, he just brought out a very large set of legs that will fit right on this. And those, that looks like that'll go to, what, 40-some inches tall? We've got and a bigger one than that that will go. It, we, we work That's with what a lot she of, said. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Vikings, tall guys. So we've got three leg sets. So you've got the little mini ones there. This is what we call Don't them. Don't say that. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he hasn't got his trousers on. Yeah. So, and this is what we I call the mountain. I just got out of the water. I'm sorry, go ahead. This is, this is what we call the mountain set. So it basically does everything from sort of sitting on your ass to kneeling and such like, but it won't manage a standing shot. It's more really focused towards the military guys who aren't going to tend to stand up and make a shot. And then we do the woodland ones, which are real tall. And, you know, if you're six foot five, you can stand and still use them. Yeah, I think that's kind of what, oh, sorry. That's kind of what sold me when, when we met at, at the sheep show. You guys were showing me, because I was really interested in the bipods, but you showed me the tripod, and I use that. I've been using that, all, like, like, exclusively this whole coyote season, and that's that thing's sweet because it just pops onto you to the mount, which will also attach to the bipod. So I'll leave the Spartan 300 tripod or bipod yep. attached, and then when I get to my setup, I'll pop that off and I'll put it back on the on the two legs of the tripod. So... It's super versatile. Yeah, I mean, looking at this from a, a, a glassing, you know, obviously I, I don't shoot a gun that much, a glassing, uh, well, and also long-distance range-finding uh, system. He's got a, a SIG up there. Uh, is that the four? Yeah. 2,400? I, I did a bit of begging with the SIG lads, and they uh, did me a good deal on it, but it's pretty, it's a hell of, it's an awesome bit of kit. Oh, so yeah. that's got a mount for a uh, range-finder, obviously for super long-distance that sits on t- basically just sits like has a coupler that sits right on top of the tripod head. You can change out the legs to three different sizes, uh, so you could go from standing to basically kneeling, sitting, or whatever you want. Or the one that's right in front of me, and this one is what I would call a pocket tripod for especially for photography. Now I'm leaving the gun part out of it, but for photographers out there listening, this thing is. The dog's nuts. This will do anything you want it to do. And it's priced. I mean, it's expensive, but roughly, I mean, I'm not going to talk about pricing. It's not horrible at all compared to Gitzo and really right stuff with every bit as good or better components and carbon. And that's hard to find. So I'm pretty excited and I don't even shoot a gun. So it looks pretty badass. 
yeah, we put up. We, it's been a few uh, sleepless nights that gone into making these lads. It's um, we screwed up with some earlier carbon. We we bought a lot of um, off off the shelf parts, and they just weren't up to where we needed it to be. And my background, sort of climbing and such like, and you've spent a lot of money on going on a hunt, and you've invested your time, your money. You you need gear that works. So for us, it's. It's a bit stupid, but it's passion before business for us. I want to be remembered for making great gear, you yeah. know, and that's and that's where we really are driving it hard at the moment. Yeah, I recently saw you on on Instagram hanging from one of these things like Spider Man over a fire pit. Yeah, I mean that was pushing the boundaries of this stuff. And honestly, I, the the lads I was with said you're going to end up on the fucking floor, boy. <laughs> on that note, you look like a wiry little fucker. Um, how many pull ups can you do at one time? If you were a climber, you look like you could do about a hundred. Well, there's, uh, there's another guy that complained and he said that carbon must be weak. So I started doing pull-ups mm-hmm. in our, our loft hatch. And uh, that's, on the, that's on a previous video as well. And I said, right, you bastards, you think it's weak? Uh, watch this then. Yeah. No, I'm about 85 kilos now. I'm probably a bit lighter, actually. I've lost a few pounds as I've got older because I, the knees and hips, I'm 55, I'm 55th year. And I want to keep hunting and doing stuff outdoors as long as I can. And I just can't carry a big frame anymore. Right. Yeah, I don't know what that equates to in pounds. Oh, I'm going to the shit out of it. You're 187 pounds yeah. right now. You must. You got some muscle on there below those uh, that sweater because uh, you, you uh, I would assume, climbing. We've got a buddy that was a big wall climber. Yeah. He can do pull-ups with his finger and shit. It's kind of depressing. Um, but uh, you ever thought about doing like American Ninja Warrior? No, what's that? Well, it's where people go and do all kinds of goofy shit climbing around, and then you win a lot of money if you uh, complete the end of it. It really takes a body type more like yours or a, somebody like me is never going to enter it. Um, but it's a lot of climbers do really well at you know at it. But um, what led you into this? Oh, crikey, that's a good question. So you said oh, crikey, yeah, <laughs> right. About I used to take a lot of people hunting in the UK. I still do when I've got time. I find it quite therapeutic, actually. I don't need to be pulling the trigger, but I like to get people in, in, give them that opportunity, and you meet some great characters doing it. Well, about five, six years ago, um, I took. Uh, I used to use a Harris bipod. It's a great bit of kit. I never knock it. For what it's meant for, it's absolutely there. And if I was on the range every day, I'd still use one when weight's not an issue. And I always say our stuff is really focused. It's almost more like an athlete. It's a hunting tool where people don't want to take the weight. So I got a guy into um, into a roebuck. It's a, it's a native species of deer we've got down in Sussex. Lovely, lovely little deer about the size of a Labrador. And um, I screwed up because I'd taken the Harris bipod off the rifle and he wasn't comfortable enough to shoot off his elbows and such like so i said well don't take the shot mate you know if we if we're not comfortable best let the thing go so we did so i thought ah oh, there's got to be a better way and um, in a previous life i was in the aerospace business and um i discovered these rare earth magnets through uh, another job and i said to this guy an engineering mate of mine i said make me a bipod that goes on my rifle with a magnet Mm-hmm. And that was the end of my genius, right? And he made me, <laughs> he made me a little two-legged Heath Robinson metal leg bipod, and I used it for a couple of years. And I thought, you know what? This is this is pretty wicked. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm loving this. And everybody that used it said, "Well, crikey, why don't we do that?" So I basically got the IP to build to make uh, bipods, monopods, and tripods, and attach rifles, cameras, or optics to those units. And I showed it to Canon cameras a couple of years back. And they said, well, Mr. Gearing, they said, that's so stupidly simple. It's got been done before. And I said, yeah, and you're Canon. You fucking know. And they said, yeah, and we don't. And I said, well, there you go. And they said, well, you're going to make a lot of money on that. But we haven't done anything with the camera industry because my passion's not there. We will do now. We've got a new guy on board to look after that. But I'm too old to build an empire. I want to build great gear, go hunting, fly. You know, it doesn't matter whether I've got... A Climbing rope, ice axes, rifle, or fly rod in my hand. As long as I'm outdoors, that's what I love doing. So that was the birth. It was the javelin bipod. And these have all sort of progressed from that. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, uh, when Frank said we were doing this podcast today, I I about flaked out of it because I wanted to go shoot my bow. And uh, I knew, 
spirit of total candor here. I knew how much you promoted us and liked our gear. So I was like, fuck, I better show up. Just horrible of me to say out loud. <laughs> and then uh, I really wasn't overly interested until you popped out this little guy. And because uh, I'm just not a, a gun guy. Not, not. But this all is right in my wheelhouse. And I've used multiple tripods from, well, fuck, how many do we have at the house? Six. Tons, yeah. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them. But we don't, we have to have multiple, right? Yeah. So if we're running, um, oh, a big video camera, a big spotting scope or whatever, we've got to have a tripod for yeah. that. And then if we're going to bit just, we're backpacking in to go fishing, we're going to take some nightscapes, we have to have a small pry tripod. So I could have put my daughter through fucking college by the yeah. time I've done where this is a one do all system. You just swap out the legs and swap out the head for whatever you need. And you can go lightweight, heavyweight. Uh, obviously, this is more for photography and glassing, but also works with a rifle system. Yeah. I mean, we were shooting, I was in uh, Denmark two weeks ago uh, with the Nomark lads, and we were shooting a GRS, big old 300. That's a big ultra. bastard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, off that on two legs. Worked wicked. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. It's definitely piqued my um, my interest a lot more than when I originally walked in the door today. Because we've been, I mean, both Frank and I've been looking for the you know tripod system for what we do. You know, yeah. Frank's a, I, Frank's a coyote hunts and yeah. predator hunts, and but uh, when you know when it comes to trying to find a system that you can have a spotter, have a camera, have a gun, have in this case right what you have in front of us a, a rangefinder. This this literally does everything, um, which I'm excited about, um, whatever I have to trade you for to get some of this. (laughs) (laughs) Crikey. (laughs) So what's your biggest, who's your biggest demographic right now? Is it backcountry hunters with the javelin bipod? Uh, That's racist. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, to be honest, the javelin, look, we're four years old as a Mm -hmm. company. So two year, you can write the first two years off because nobody knew who the fuck we were. We started off with a little piece of plastic green grass in the British shooting show and some rocks from Norway. And people were going, fuck, I'm not paying that for a bipod. And I said, well, boys, you only need one bipod. You know, you right. might have five adapters. Anyway, then we did a deal with Blaza. Blaza said, we want this system. And I said, well, I'm flattered, but you can't have it because there's lots of other rifle manufacturers out there as well. But we made a deal with Blaza. We make their bipod to this day, and that's been a really good relationship. Um, and then Adam Weatherby from Weatherby was one of the first to embrace the product over here, really liked it. So he's been he's been really good. And now there's quite a few Ron Spomers using them, I think. I think Craig Boddington's probably using them. Mm-hmm. We hear secondhand, but America has just gone fucking crazy in the last 18 months. If we were having this conversation a year ago, our order book would have been like $20,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Now it's over 200 grand. Yeah. Yeah. But with eight people and we build these things, we, well, I'm, when I came out, the reason there's glue on these, Frank, is because I stuck them <laughs> together. I'm not allowed to stick anything because I make a mess. But I thought, no, the, well, the Kifu boys just want functionality. They want mine a bit of glue. <laughs> Frank is not allowed to stick anything either, but he's breaking that rule. I to do it all the time. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. No, these are, uh, man, it is, it is a, uh, it's a work of art just, Looking at it, I turned it around and took a photo of it, so we don't we don't see that because I'm going to post that up. Yeah. But um, like when it first uh, when he first brought it in, this head, which obviously I'm, you're going to have to imagine, I can unscrew basically the top portion of this where your tripod head goes, and then you've got um, how many? You're going to have four total systems that will yeah, hook on top got, of this? You, what, what this is, I, I sort of akin it to something that it will not do anything brilliantly. There, if you want something absolutely – hunting's a compromise, eh? And if people that hunt enough know that. This will do everything reasonably well. But what it will do is it will take a fucking shitload of weight out of your sack, right? You know, you can use it as your trekking poles. You could use it with your tarp. Uh, you can do so much with it. That its functionality is brilliant, but you've got you've got a pan head that, as I say, Strasser are making. It comes with the active ball joint. I got that. We drive a lot of manuals in the UK, and I got that idea by driving my Audi, and I thought, "Fuck, that's what I need. I need a bloody ball on the top." And that's been that that's been a happy accident in many ways. But the fact I can put the rangefinder on it, a spotting scope, a rifle. We've even had guys, but I, you know, we're not allowed to hunt with bows, unfortunately, in the UK. And um, I wish we could, 
But we've even had people ask if they could make some support for a bow. But yeah. Yeah, would that be realistic? Crossbow, yeah. yeah. Not a bow bow. I don't yeah. know what, why you would do it for a bow, an, an actual compound yeah. bow, but a crossbow. Yeah. yeah, I totally, totally see that, especially out of a ground blind. Um, you know what I mean with yeah, a crossbow yeah. Yeah. for sure. And I mean, it wouldn't take shit to do it. Yeah. They have the same like rail system that an AR-15 would have. Well, we even that. have a picket. We've got like um, a Picatinny rail. Picatinny. We've got M-Lock because Kyle Lamb asked us to do one of those. Uh, we've got Key Mod now. Crazy so, Kyle. Kyle's yeah. pretty funny. He's a good lad. <laughs> Although yeah. if he's listening, his wife, I think, runs the show. I think uh, – he was the uh, commander of Delta Force, and I think his wife kicks his ass. Sorry, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Kyle's a cool guy. He's super cool. Good dude. He's been very supportive of us, really. And we've worked with we, – we were contacted by your U.S. SEALs. That was really early on. I don't know how they found us. I was in Scotland. I was hunting deer, and they found me in a little log cabin, and they said, Miss Gearing, we'd like we like your uh, javelin bipod. We like the idea of it. And I said, well – I said, lads, it's for hunting. And they said, well, forgive us. We hunt people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So I went and spent a bit of time with those guys, and mm-hmm. that's really where the Spartan 300 sort of developed. And now we're working on a a heavyweight sniper system bipod with Sacco rifles, and we're really excited about that. Gotcha. Yeah. We'll have to ask our buddy. We won't mention his name about that. He's a, a sniper in the SEAL team. So yeah. I bet he's probably seen it. So Seiko, Sacco. How do you Sacco, say it? I, it Sacco? I call it Sacco, but Seiko. Well, we fuck yeah. everything up in yeah. America. Is it? I think <laughs> yeah. it is Sacco. Yeah. yeah. But they are. They've just given us an M10 to play with to develop this new bipod, and we're we're having some fun with that right now. Oh, I they, bet. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, speaking of Sacco, Seiko, Asolo, Asolo, Weemanuch. Wimanooch. Yeah. <laughs> we we were in the wilderness the other day and uh we had a what would you how would you describe mm, that lady? Borderline hippie. Yeah. yeah. Very conservation uh, uh she's very somewhat, liberal yeah, kind of liberal conservationist, non hunter. She's yeah. a little bit lost and ran into us and yeah. uh she was talking she works for a nonprofit organization which she wouldn't list because probably it was anti hunting. Yeah. And uh, you know, we were eight, nine miles in and She's been here a year, and I've always called it the Weemanooch wilderness, yeah. and and maybe it is the Weemanooch, but I said, yeah, I've I've been in the Weemanooch, and she goes, huh, you mean Weemanooch? Yeah. Like, well, excuse me, all the hell, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, I've always called it Seiko, but I believe it is Sako. The rep calls it Sako, so yeah. I think that is correct. But should I have no clue? I don't yeah. know, but I can tell you, like Asolo boots. Yeah. I call it a solo because yeah. Asolo sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. He wasn't the owner, but one of the higher ups from Asolo. Uh, I kept calling it a solo at a, a kind of a class seminar I was at, and he was there talking about footwear. Yeah. And he was getting pissed because I kept calling it a solo. But a solo sounds so much cooler than Asolo. Well, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. <laughs> so on this, uh, you know, system you've got right here, where. How much of that? What we've talked about is is for sale. Where can they find it, and when will kind of the rest of the kit be available? Well, the problem we got is we're little, and uh, the interest on this has been just fantastic. But the problem, the, the kit's expensive to buy and make. So what we're doing now is everything's available for sale now: the mini one, the woodland, the mountain, the bipods. Um, but we have to take orders for these. We mm-hmm. sort of build to order. Right. It's the only way we, because banks won't fucking finance us. In the UK, they, they'll leave, let you work with a water pistol, anything else, and uh, <laughs> they think you're mad. So we, we're self-financed. Mm-hmm. Are yeah, you guys, do you guys plan on having distributors in the US, or is it just going to be all you know, we from work, the UK? We work, we, we're working with uh, Weatherby, with uh, Christiansen Arms, doing a bit with Proof Research lads. So they all sell them, mm-hmm. um, you know, either as a branded bipod or like Proof Research said, no, we want to sell, you make good bipods we make rifles we'll sell them as spartan right um so we're we've really mixing with some very good quality rifle man we're done we're repeating what we've done in europe you know so we've got basically all the top brands in europe banked rights now they're mm-hmm. all using our gear and we're doing the same in the states so what's the lead time on uh, like this one i'm laying is that now is that the mountain or is that that's the, that's the mountain the mountain yeah so, so they're they're probably taking we've said allow eight weeks but we're getting them out in about two two okay yeah 
Gotcha. Well, which isn't horrible at all. Yeah. Even eight weeks isn't bad, yeah. but two definitely isn't. And that would, I would say, if you were looking for a tripod to um, strap on the side of your pack, uh, it's kind of as a do-all, I would say, for, for a photographer, guy glassing like yeah. that, that mountain would be the the system to go with. And, and if you already have your own you know, pan head, it'll fit on this, um, you know, system if you're as far as for glassing and photography, and then you can add your system to it, you know, as needed as well. Um, when will that pan head that you were talking about be ready, you think? The Strasser have started making them. I think we'll have them in September, okay. but we'll only have, we, I'd like to be able to bring them to like the shows next year. Yeah. So we'll get the prototypes in September. We'll have a play. We'll smash them about a bit and uh, we'll probably be running into production. So they're ready for January. Let me know if you need me to smash them about a bit. Well, you, <laughs> you guys, you guys need to come and smash them around in Ireland because, uh, Will O'Mara wants you guys to come and do some seeker stalking over there. But you won't be able to bring your bow, Aaron. That's the problem. Uh, I mean, that's the problem with me with a gun. Yeah. I, I end up shooting everything and I get in trouble. So that's yeah. the only – just only <laughs> give me like a round. Yeah. And I'm, I'm golden. Yeah. Um, anytime I hear it, like Ireland, guys, are like, I remember uh, Braveheart. Yeah. Not, is it Bra- – yeah. Yeah, Braveheart. But yeah. – um, is that Ireland or no, is that Scottish. Scotland? He's Scottish, but yeah. No, no, no. Remember the guy's talking about, he's like, my island. Yeah. And, uh, but if you go, like, backdate it, yeah. it wasn't fucking Ireland back then. No, we, yeah, uh, so they fucked that up. We didn't We didn't treat them very well either. We've got Cromwell to blame for that. Yeah, yeah but they're good lads. They're uh, good lads. That's yeah. funny. Passionate hunters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely over there. I mean, let's get get a little bit off the subject, but we had talked about this before uh, we got on air about uh, public lands, kind of the, some of the direction that some people here in the U.S. Are, are maybe wanting to go, and you are faced with it. You have no well, public land. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a big advocate of public lands. I think do not do not let that go, guys, or do not even weaken it in any way because you do not want to end up like us. What happens is public lands protect the rights for people. Everybody gets a chance to have a go and do things that they love, you know, being outdoors. In the UK, unless you're loaded with money or you're lucky like me that you know people that have got land and you manage deer for them, you don't get a fucking chance, mm-hmm. right? And then it becomes very sort of class-related and it also doesn't do us long term any good at all because not everybody's getting a go at it and then they hate it and Mm -hmm. i I actually blame a lot of the reasons why we've got so much of an anti-problem in europe is because people don't get the opportunity if you take my oldest daughter for example jenna she does more hunting than me now she's a big big deer stalker but she has a lot of vegetarians and people follow her on on her instagram site because they said well if i was going to eat meat I'd eat Jenna's meat. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound very good, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Give me Jenna. I was, but, yeah. I was waiting for Frank. I, Frank saw, the, <laughs> I saw the smirk go yeah. over there. Yeah. My fucking well, head almost yeah. exploded right there. Right? <laughs> Sorry, language barrier. <laughs> yeah. But no, she's, she's doing a great job out there. And she's really, I reckon there's going to be a joining of where people who, you know, when you've got 7 billion bloody people living on the planet, you need intensive farming. I'm not naive. But if you can hunt it, and you can catch it and you can cook it, I think that's hugely rewarding. And yeah. for me, I, I really like the whole process. You know, I, I don't need to be pulling the trigger or anything, but I love the fact that I can take something, harvest it, and eat it. Is well, a lot of the sorry? Is no, a lot of the hunting over there? Is it are the animals free range or are they all high fenced? Or no, no, work? no. It's um, if you take where I live, for example. I mean, I'm literally thirty five miles south of London. It's not fenced. They're all wild deer. Right, and people can't get their nut around that. You know, if you get take an American out, go, gee, these are yeah. So they're wild deer, you know. But we've got a huge deer population. We've got a huge deer problem in the UK because not many people hunt, right? And invariably, if it's private land, you know, they have to have deer hunters approved to go do the land. There just aren't enough people managing them. So they're doing probably doing quite a bit of damage on crops and getting hit by cars and stuff. Crops like. are a big big problem. Um and uh yeah. Have you, have you hit anything with the four door magnum on the Audi? <laughs> yeah. I, actually <laughs> literally three months ago I bought an Audi A five with a hundred thousand miles on the clock and I've just I had it for three days. I told my daughter, I said be careful, you know, because there's a lot of deer on the move at the moment. As I drove up the road, <laughs> one way down it hit me 
five fucking thousand bucks later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Um, hunting is one of the very few sports you can fake it. Um, like you can't fake basketball. Yeah. If you suck at it, you're not going to yeah. get in the NBA. Yeah. You can't fake football, yeah. right? You can't. Um, but hunting, you can kind of fake it for one, but you can also, meaning fake it, meaning yeah. not have a lot of animals on the yeah. ground. And, but you can also buy your way to success. Yeah. You you can't buy your way to success in mixed martial arts, football, basketball, baseball. You got to be good. Yeah. Um, but with hunting, you can pay enough money in the U.S. and in Canada where someone can, you know, more or less lead you into the animal. Uh, absolutely. Where with the public land, you you get out of it what you put into yeah. it. Um, you know, the harder you work, not, not always. Sometimes you get lucky and sometimes you can work real hard and not get shit. But, you, you know, it's it's a fair... I mean, unless you're handicapped, you know, yeah. unless you get up there in age, obviously totally different. Yeah. But, you know, say an age bracket between 55, 60, down to, you know, whatever, yeah. 18, uh, you know, you've got your, you got a tough row to host starting out. You got to learn, right? Yeah. And figure it out and, and, and time off and everything. But it's it's an equal playing field for pretty much everyone. You start getting the private land and money involved. It's no longer an equal playing field, and that's one of the things I like about public land is it's it's out there and it's free for everyone, and it's an equal playing field. Where you talk about, um, uh, you know, a guy goes on a, I don't know, whatever, fifteen, twenty thousand dollar elk hunt, where you know you slam the car door and you know elk bugle yeah. back, and then you got three guys that you've paid fifteen grand to call for you, and you know. When you kill one of those, did you really, you know, did you kill your local cow, yeah. right? Or did you kill a, a wild, free-ranging elk? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of those. Uh, you know, I don't have a problem with that. But what I'm getting at as far as with public lands, it is an equal playing field for all. And when you get into the private land aspect, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's certainly not an equal playing field unless you have a lot of money or you luck out and have a buddy. And it's it's New Zealand's exactly the same as you guys, you know, and they've done a really good job. I, was I think they poach more, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can't poach if there's no laws. Yeah, well, well there you go. <laughs> I, I was real lucky. Last year I was there. I went out there to see some mates and got invited to do some tar hunting. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got helicoptered in, and I thought, shit, this is cheating. You know, I thought, fuck, we got well, – I didn't realise all that did was bias daylight hours. <laughs> yeah. I still didn't get back until three o'clock the next morning. Oh, so shit. that was a long, long old day and we really fucking worked hard for that. You know, I felt it. And I was really grateful to have this little unit. We shot actually, I've just been talking to a guy, a Kiwi on the way out here because he couldn't get on with the thing. And I said, use it on two legs. We shot nearly all of our, other than three tar, all of them were taken using that sentinel on two legs because it's so versatile with the ball joint. But, uh, yeah, love it. I, love, I, I mean, hunting is for you, It's I'm sure it's the same. It's just being out, isn't it? And yeah. Well, you get, not to turn this into something totally different, some people are, are born hunting, right? Yeah. You're, that's how you were raised, right? Yeah. There was no Instagram. There's no social yeah. media. There wasn't shit. You went out and hunted every yeah. year. You know, your dad would pull you out of school and you'd, rifle season, you know, it's like Christmas, right? Yeah. It's ready to go. And then other people um, from social media got into hunting. Nothing wrong with that. But some people are in it for the right reasons, I yeah. think. Some people are in it for the wrong reasons. One thing we notice all the time is if you were born a hunter and if you were born poor, yeah. you're hunting for a lot of different reasons yeah. than the Insta-Google tweet face. You're hunting for likes. Yeah. You got to have that photo. You got to have whatever where um, – you know, whether it be an age bracket, which is not the case because Frank's younger than I am, or the way you were raised, you're hunting because that's how you were born, yeah. right? Or you could be hunting because you really need the social media status. Um, you know, and I, I'm not bag bagging on social media because we use it all the time. It's a great resource. Yeah. Um, but you can definitely, you know, here in the States, there people hunt for way different reasons than rewind 15 years ago. There was no social media, so yeah. it's a you're lot, only a out lot there different. for yourself. Yep, yeah, yeah for no. sure. Okay. And I mean, of course, as I say, this sounds hypocritical. We're packing around camera gear to show the story of what we're doing, so people can see it. But um, I mean, we do it for obviously a learning aspect as well, mm. so we can teach people, you know, kind of what we're doing. But you know, you take away public land. There's none of that shit's going to happen anymore. All yeah. of it's gone for the unless you're rich, and it's <laughs> and it, you won't get it back. 
either. You know, if if you allow that to sort of carry on, once 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 it slipped, it's gone. Yeah, you know, and it'd be a quick it'll be a quick slide, and you do not want to end up like us. It'd be a real shame. I think it's a great opportunity that you guys have to be able to do that which we don't get in the UK. I, as I say, I'm really lucky because I manage a couple of estates. There's eight of us that look after about, oh, it's probably about 10,000 acres. It's not huge, but it's a lot of deer. And we need to do it because, as you say, early, earlier on, the farmers just have the shit ripped out of their crops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we've, you know, it's a good venison revenue for us as well. Yeah. But if you took Jenna again, for example, you'll never find bought meat in her fridge. I mean, she lives off venison. Yeah. No, we, we we do too. I yeah. mean, Frank, how old were you when you started hunting? And I don't mean like, legally, like when you went out. Like when I started with my dad? Yeah. I don't know, five, yeah. four or five. Yeah. Which is pretty standard, I would yeah. say, in the U.S. Yeah. as far as, um, uh, you know, it's the same way. I mean, whatever. I couldn't remember, remember you know, when I'm young. Yeah. Um, where now you get guys that are 25, 30, 35 years old that are just getting into it. Yeah. Some for great reasons. I mean, social media yeah. is good and bad. They might be a CrossFitter raised from an anti-hunting family. Yeah. They meet somebody in the CrossFit gym from social media, and they're like, this is you, – you can hunt what you eat, yeah. right? You know, and yeah. it's good. It's good and bad, and I just think that people really need to stay cognizant of the fact um, that the, the goal is um, – the promotion of public lands, hunting, um, Second Amendment, not the promotion of self, yeah. right? Like, I mean, that's the big thing is we want to keep this going for everyone, not just get social media likes and, and, and everything else. We need to make sure and continue this for our children's children, children, not to get all Donnie Vincent on you. but uh, Hunting numbers are, are dwindling right now, aren't they? Yeah, that's for, what they for say. For whatever reason. Well, maybe here they are, but not in some parts of Europe. And it's a real interesting what dynamic, actually, what's going on, because I was chatting to some Danes recently, and he said, we grew up in That's a... Danes, not dames. Frank. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't. <laughs> well, only, only the weekend. What's up with yeah. these dames? <laughs> but, um, and they were saying they grew up in an environment where it wasn't sexy to be hunting, and the parents kept and they said, don't tell people you're doing it. He said, now what's happening is... The biggest hunting fraternity, young mothers want good hormone-free meat. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. And this is a great story, and we could all learn from this. And basically, he said, now if I go into Copenhagen, I meet six people. Five of them will want to come hunting, and four of them will be women. Dames. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 So go ahead, Copenhagen. He said, Bam. yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's, they've really turned it round, and they've turned it round for the right reasons, and I think they've done an absolutely excellent job. But yeah, we've got a lot of antis in Europe for sure, and it's. Uh, I wonder if it's. It, have you noticed when you you're here in America? Is it as liberal in parts of Europe as it is here? Because I think it, there's a kind of a weird thing going on where everyone's triggered or um, offended by every little thing here in America. Oh, we're going the same way. I, I just yeah. it, it's 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 really pisses me off actually well i'm too old to give a shit now to be honest you know <laughs> i can't I, wait till i get there yeah <laughs> i'm getting close yeah i just go to the stage and think god you can't say anything now without upsetting people just i don't call hunting a sport i call it a passion it's a way of life for me right and um sport for me is kicking a football or playing tennis and i think i'm almost steering away from using that word now and saying look you go and, if anybody's going to stick a burger in their face and then give me shit for hunting that actually makes me pretty angry and say, you should actually, we should turn this around and say, if you want to eat meat, you should come out and actually do the whole process, right? Because it is the burger fucking eaters that actually give me a problem. You said burger fucker, but you're yeah. right, 100%. Yeah. Or Frank and I are in yeah. the same boat. Um, yeah. Well, and I think, I mean. And it won't be 100% beef either, yeah. will it? Be yeah, lips no. and arseholes. Yeah, that, yeah. Frank, <laughs> <or> spam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, the, the, just because it just happened, we were, you know, like I said, several miles in, and, and, uh, she, she asked, she's like, are you hunting? And Frank was like, no, we're not hunting. We're, we're scouting. And we were very diplomatic, very peaceful, and very, we explained very clearly what was going on. And, and, uh, you know, obviously she had, had said, um, she wouldn't set Tate say what, 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 where she worked. It was a nonprofit organization. She wouldn't spill it. Um, I'm assuming probably because it was anti Interesting yeah. thing was she's from Montana and she said she came from a hunting family and cattle ranchers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it, she, but, she did say most of her friends did not like hunting or were yeah. anti hunting. Current friends. But I don't yeah. think they understand how much, I think, isn't it hunters put the most amount of money into 
conservation into conservation more than any other group well yeah. without question i i and people it's education and we're we certainly in the uk we're to blame because we haven't educated people properly and they're they're misinformed and then there's always the ones that are just not going to uh, want to do it i've actually i'm really proud of the fact that i've actually converted two complete aunties into hunters i've spent time with them yeah. talked them through it and they've actually come out and shot deer would they go back? No, they, they've got it now. Yeah. But look, bloody hell, there's one of me. There's one of you. There's one of Frank. You know, we've got a big task ahead of us. Yeah, well, yeah. Amy wasn't much. I wouldn't say she, I would say she was mid-road, my, my fiance. And she, we eat moose and elk and deer every night. And her mom's the same way, double fist and cheeseburgers, yeah. pissing on hunting. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you think that fucker died of old age? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, oh, chickens don't have souls, right? I mean, I say, like, oh, so, so fish... They're, fish are basically, you know, I've I've had heard, I, it's okay to shoot the lesser, um, what do they call it, the lesser something species, basically saying, it's okay to eat fish and catch fish, chickens and turkeys, but when it has four legs and it's smarter, then it's not okay to. I don't get that. So th does that mean if you're from down south, we can shoot you? I mean, if you think about that, reverse it yeah. as humans. Okay, well, I didn't go to college. I'm fucking going out first, right? I'm getting, I'm lesser educated than someone else. It, it does. It's not a very good argument for me. I Neither don't did I. It. I didn't go to college either. But some of the wisest people I know didn't go to college. I, I spent some time with Inuit because of my climbing background, and those guys they don't say a lot, but what they do say makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And one of them was that we were fishing together, Char, and he said, uh, he said, you know what? He said, I just don't understand you people. It is the burger eaters that give us shit. We've been doing this for thousands of years. We're not raping it. We'll shoot two beluga whales for this village a year. We're doing this and doing that. And it all works. And it, they keep coming back. Right. They might have good years and bad years. but And then you go and buy your meat from a supermarket. And he said, they, you don't even think about it as being a living organism. Yeah, he said, humanized. it's just humanized. It's, we've got supermarkets to blame for that. And I'm afraid... If we went back even 30 years, people would look at us and go, we've lost it. And we really have. And as you said earlier, Frank, it's, we've got so sensitive now about upsetting just about anybody. And I think it's time there's almost, no, guys, we can justify what we're doing. And, yeah, I don't want to go and shoot certain things. But I, I, for me, I want to go and shoot things I can eat or it's going to go in the food chain or it needs to be managed. I fully get that. You know, it's just where are we going with this? Yeah. Where are we going with this when we've got people that say, well, you can't kill this, you can't do that. But I do think coming away from the word sport would help. Whereas we say, this is a way of life, guys. We've been doing it for thousands of years. It's not kicking a ball. It's about you're taking a life at the end of the day. And that's where our stuff comes in. I call them ethical killing tools. Yeah. They up your game. Yeah, no, they definitely. I mean, I'm hoping they up my camera game. Um, but yeah, no, you're you're right. And I mean, as far as the different, I I don't ever see myself shooting a zebra or a giraffe. Right, it's not my thing. Um, more power. I don't, to I don't judge people for it though. There's, yeah. you know, the meat's used. Yeah. And I mean, I got somebody the other day saying, "Oh, that meat's all." I said, "No, it fucking is." The whole village. Oh, that shit pisses yeah. me off. Yeah, the whole yeah. village will eat the thing. Would I want to go and shoot one? Probably not. But I'm not. I don't judge people for it. If the meat's getting and it's a job done, it's a job done. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Probably because I'm American and I remember Toys R Us. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to shoot Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah. the drive. But it's just, yeah. uh, but there's nothing wrong with it. And again, um, you, uh, if you talk to someone that lives in some of those different, especially third world countries, yeah, the meat's not getting wasted. Believe me, you look at a cattle farm, that meat, a lot of that's getting wasted, right? They eat fucking everything. Well, that, parts of that shit that I wouldn't want to eat. Yeah. Actually, it's 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 better. I think what South, what's happening in South Africa is actually they've gone from beef farming to farming wild game. What would I rather be bought up as a farm, a cattle, or would I rather be bought up as a kudu that lives a few years and gets shot at the right time, I'd rather go the kudu path any time than an intensive farming practice. So I'm not here to judge it, lads. A lot of that money goes to uh, anti-poaching. Yeah, look, and... we, wouldn't have, we wouldn't have rhinos, right. would we? We wouldn't have. I mean, if you look at grouse moors in Scotland, great. there are no grouse where there aren't grouse moors anymore because it's the gamekeepers that look after the grouse. It's, that's a fact, you know? You know, I, I, while we're going on this fucking squirrel hole rabbit chasing... The rhino, right? The um, the, you know, the, there was a guy purchased a rhino tag. Now, 
you, you, Aaron Nielsen said it best. You can't stop time, right? Yeah. Everything dies. Yeah. And that rhino was about to die. He couldn't yeah. breed anymore. Yeah. He was fucking up ones yeah. that could breed. Why wouldn't you pay? Yeah. What did he pay? A million dollars? A lot. Yeah. To shoot it, that would go to anti-poaching, conservation. The local economy. Yeah. Lo- yeah everything. Yeah. And uh, of course, anti-death threats and everything else. And it's like, it, I mean, you, if you, for, God forbid, I mean, that you, you know, common sense prevails. It can't hump anything, right? Yeah. So it's not passing on yeah. any gene- genetics. It's kicking the shit out of what can have yeah. sex. Yeah. So that's bad. And it's it's about to die, right? Yeah. It's, it's past its prime. If it's going to die in a year, why it, not shoot it? If it's going to die in a year or two years yeah. and you're going to get a million bucks to protect 20 more rhinos, how can you argue that one? Yeah, well, they do and it's yeah. stupid. And yeah. I mean, I totally I can understand some of the black eyes hunting does get or, or we do get from from other situations that aren't quite as easy for me to break apart. Like I don't understand some of the uh, – where they tranquilize lions and go hunt them or yeah, that shit doesn't make any sense to me. But in that specific case there, that made perfect sense to me. And, and that Amy has really kind of gotten along my, my, and I bounced a lot of stuff off her cause she was so, you know, blind to all of this. We, I started talking about like wolves, yeah. you know, and the reintroduction of wolves in Colorado. And she said, well, I read on social media, you know, fucking social media. Yeah. Uh, it actually helped in Yellowstone, yeah. the population. And I'm like, well, that was a, a biased report, whoever wrote that shit. Like, and then I, you know, I asked her, I said, I Googled and brought it up. I was like, have you ever seen him like rip the, you know, the, the ass out the, of a elk? Yeah. yeah and, or, or, or hamstring and leave them or pull the, the young out, you know? And I was like, it's not, you know, it's not like they're out there just howling their asses off like a cartoon. Like they're mean fuckers, right? You don't put muskies in the trout pond. They eat all the trout. And, and, and the thing that happens is. People sell it on, hey, there's a certain numbers. We don't want them to be. We don't want them to be extinct. So let's reintroduce them. There will only be 11 breeding pairs. But then, when it comes to that hunting season kicking in to to keep those numbers, you you got to fight forever. Yeah. And by the time they're there, there's there's 200 breeding yeah. pairs, and there's no fucking elk left. Yeah. And, and then and, what happens to the wolves? They starve. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah so yeah. it's if, you know it's a balance, and I'm afraid we've screwed the balance up hundreds of years ago. Right. And now, you know, it is it's a difficult one, but sure, everything needs controlling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good. I mean, you're coming from a perspective of you guys. Um, it uh, well, actually, before I misspeak in uh, was it in Britain, all the when was the total basically when did all the um Rifles and everything just get seized and demolished. What, oh, when, we've what had years a couple. Of, I probably in the eighties. I think it got real hard. We had a couple of incidents, and it just and there was the politician that actually did it. I forget his name now, but they interviewed him not so long ago, and they said, uh, "Have you ever done anything you really regret?" And he said, "Yeah, banning pistols." Yeah, he said it was a knee-jerk reaction. And he said that was a lot of people's sport for the pistol target shooting and passion, and I took it away from them, and it served no purpose whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And I remember as a, I think it was in the eighties because I wasn't really old. I just remember it seems like like trash compactors yeah. and all these pistols. Yeah. And, and and it seems like there were certain rifles that got yeah semi-autos as well. That happened either slightly later or slightly before. But I had a Colt Python. Yeah. Shit, and it was. That was my pride and joy, that cold pipe. <laughs> so did they just hairy. come to your door and Yeah, you had, to, you had to take them in. You got a bit of money for them. You didn't get a lot. But that was a bloody lovely gun. They don't even make them anymore, do no, they? The they're pipe? expensive. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a damn shame. Yeah. Is Crikey. It, <laughs> yeah. Is that, oh, I did crikey on that one. <laughs> Isn't London one of the biggest uh, capitals of murder in the in the world or something like that? With knives, right? Knives. Knives are yeah. a huge problem yeah. now and yeah. no one can really protect yeah. themselves. I was just going to say, I don't know if it's, if, if it's the number one murder, but I think it is by knife. Knife, is that- it's been really bad this year. I, I, I think it's gangs. Lining up on other gangs, I don't know. Soccer enough. gangs, yeah. fucking lining yeah. up on the. <laughs> the trouble is, I'm yes. so I'm so out of the UK. I haven't been in the UK much. I'm so out of touch with what's going on anyway. But yeah, I was quite shocked by that. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's crazy. I guess yeah. you know, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. You better yeah. have a fucking knife. You yeah. can have a gun. Yeah. Be over that's, there. That's not a knife. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, a knife. <laughs> it's just it's probably like here as well. It's just pocket areas. Yeah. But you know, and if you're in that pocket area. 
yeah. Is, uh, Chicago's a big fucking yeah. pocket. I tell yeah. you what, that's a problem there. Yeah. Um, they were telling me, I won't mention his name, but a SWAT team member in, in California, they use uh, Chicago as like the, uh, that's so much bad shit happens. That's a good place for testing and for uh, evaluation where a guy would get, get shot yeah. and they'd get the call. Yeah. And then they'd get a call at the same crime scene of passerby of the guy that got shot getting robbed. Yeah. And then they would get a call of the guy robbing the guy that got shot, got shot. You talk about a fucking triple whammy, right? Like, and that's that has the most, some of the most strict, you know, gun laws yeah. in the United States. So that that's a good example of it doesn't work. No, and isn't that where Obama's from? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, there you go. That, that should tell you right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Well, we're we're about to hit an hour here. Is uh, what else? You, is there anything else you want to cover? Where can people find you? The website, social media, uh, lay it out there's, for um, us. There's a few, as I say, um, oh, Branded Rock Canyon are going to be selling this stuff there in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Schaefer, she's really lovely girl, really supported us, and uh, she runs a fantastic shooting range for i'd say pretty wealthy people i've never seen anything quite like it but she's going to be stocking the gear um as i say christians and arms proof research weatherby uh the first light lads they're going to be doing the bipods um but in their uh, uh what do you call it like their camouflage or yeah, fusion, fusion. Camo? yeah fusion yeah. camo so uh, scott's just come back and he really liked the stuff so he sent us a nice email so pretty excited about meeting up with those guys really like the first light lads actually we just like to work with People like that share passion and make good gear. Uh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Now, the uh, Amy, you said Amy Schaefer. Yeah. Now she's an Olympic. Uh, so no, that's Brian Martin's sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was trying to pull it up, yeah. but so Brian Martin, he's who, a big fan of our stuff. He's, oh, yeah. He, he could talk Bin Laden out of hiding. Yeah. He could <laughs> talk <laughs> peace in the Middle East. I love Brian. Yeah. yeah. Well, you better you gotta set aside, you better some, set aside some, time. some time. Last time I was in Colorado, he phoned me up. And I just have a steak delivered. <laughs> I watched. I said I might as well stick the fucking thing in the freezer now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can talk. His sister guy, is legit. Like yeah. she is. She so yeah. She was an Olympic rower. Yeah. Um, okay. And yeah, and she can get after it when on the yeah. side of the mountain. But when you when you said that, I was like. Shit, I think that's Brian's sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they have a huge hunting area, I guess. Or I don't know exactly yeah. what all they got going on. But, but she's really sh- she's on it. And a good sense of humor. I mean, she. I I really enjoy her company. Actually, good laugh. Yeah, she's she's cool. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's it's funny with if you meet Brian and you meet Amy. Yeah. You don't really no, for me. Tie him. No, no. Yeah, no. there's not like oh, yeah. that's your brother, yeah. huh? Yeah, no, yeah. fuck no. It's <laughs> totally different. Yeah. So I in five weeks time. Actually, it's. Four weeks time i end up at branding rock doing a training program for this oh, stuff so cool. i'll be there for a few days and uh, showing people how it works really because often well you guys i don't need to tell you guys but often when you're in you know hunting in the outback it's not flat yeah so that's where this stuff comes into its own yeah no for for sure and yeah. i mean and that goes for uh you know from shooting to glassing to everything yeah. I mean, nothing's ever very rarely do you have get to set your spotting scope up on something flat no, and these exactly. legs that uh you know can obviously different distances so it's um so I, I re- spell it out exactly for like social media and the website so so on the so if you want to go to the website you either put javelin bipod in mm-hmm. and you'll come to us or spartan precision equipment I can never spell precision. Forgive me. Prank has to spell everything for me. But you put javelin bipod in. Crikey, good job. It takes you straight to the site, and we've got we've got a company up in Idaho. We ship a lot of gear to her. She's really doing a great job, and she ships it out. So now, if we've got stock, people can get it within forty eight hours. That won't be for the tripods for a long time because we just can't keep up yet. Yeah, we'll get there. Position to be in. Yeah. Cool. It must be like you're with your rucksacks, though, eh? Yeah, we, we go through uh, we go through waves of of being busy. Like for instance, like we were just saying, we just got two super huge uh, military orders, two or three, and then of course right right around the corner is hunting season. So yeah, yeah I'd say Frank, you laid out five, I guess Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big orders, Sam. Well, and and what's happened here is um, when I started to now we've um, simplified the. Um, some of the designs we don't offer as much stuff yeah. because we were at like a 12 to 16 week lead time and we're at two now sometimes four um so we try to offer the right things not everything yeah. um and, and and we've simplified some of the different um 
uh, the way the bags that are built, there's not as much bar tax on them and things like that. Um, and, and, it, and it's for, I mean, it's a pain in the butt QCing some of that stuff. And so we've shifted kind of the focus on the company. But, you know, we are five, six times bigger than when we started. Maybe seven, I don't know. We've grown a lot. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, I get yelled at all the time from the old school crowd of, why don't you still offer this? It's like, well, we'd like to, but we can't. We can't sell 30 of something. We need to be prepared to sell <laughs> I three just got to 500. Some, yeah, got some hate mail the other day that some guy was worried about the company because we weren't offering the pockets that we used to. Yeah, and I'm like, well, if you only understand. So you got, if you, it's, I get people phone up and say, "Oh, what about invent?" I said, "Mate, I'm the worst person to speak to. I've got six years of bloody ideas going on in my head. <laughs> don't don't confuse me and add more." What has been good for us is the customer feedback. We really do listen yeah. to our customers because you've got we've sold thirty thousand of those, but will be more than that. Those javelins now, so you'd be stupid if you didn't listen to people and say, well, "Can you do this and can you do that?" That is a very good point, and that's how we kind of um, the company has evolved. Yeah. Is yeah. you listen, and if there's one guy that really likes fourteen pockets, but um, there's four hundred people confused by all the yeah. pockets. You fucking cater the 400, yeah, yeah, right? Absolutely. I mean, we're also in the business yeah. of staying in business. Yeah. Um, and if you get, there's a small 10% of the crowd likes 1,000 D Cordura, but 90% of the crowd prefers 500 because yeah. it's lighter. You got to start yeah. to shift. And you do get, I've been told I'd be the end of the company because I shifted away from 1,000 yeah. D. And I understand the passion of those people, but yeah. if you don't listen to, all the feedback, yeah. um, you know, you're basically going to either stay static or, or you're not going to grow. So you've got to you've got to listen to the majority, haven't you? At the end of that, it's like politics. You're never going to keep everybody happy. Yeah. You know, I had a guy come phone up and say, "Why have you changed this?" Because we used to sell a capita, the earlier tripod, and we never got any complaints. We got great reviews, and I got this guy phone up and he said, "Why have you changed? It was brilliant." And I said, "Well, we think we can make it better." And he said, well, you, sh you need to have a word with your marketing manager. I said, fuck, mate, I don't have a marketing manager. <laughs> I don't even have a fucking marketing budget. Yeah, right? I said, yeah. I said well, it, it, you need to come and have a look at how we work and how we function, and you'd be embarrassed by giving me a shitty – you know, we are passionate about getting it right. And well, we'd be the first to say we don't always get it right. Yeah, I mean, um, well, I mean, Frank is, is basically my partner in crime, right-hand man. We could be the uh, CEO and president the one day, which which I am. Frank could be the marketing president, you know, pro staff. What, and then the next day we could, you know, be out there changing toilet paper on the roll because we ran out. I mean, fucking small companies, right? You got to do a lot. And what what a uh, not to go on a tirade, but some of the, the I'll use your term. All right, mate, yeah. <laughs> I've got a brilliant design. And then seven pages later. I'm like, fuck, man, that three people will buy that thing. It'll be a three thousand yeah. dollar backpack. Like you can only do so much and, and and in your case, like that's an expensive product, but I think you have hit the nail on the head because you have just enough versatility and you have high quality and it does pretty much anything you need it to do. If you make it um any more pinpoint, it won't be as well rounded. Right. And so, you know, there's a fine line and all that in the in the design side of things. And not to say we always you don't always make the right decisions, but you you try and that's customer feedback is a is a lot of it. Well so. I've fallen in a lot of troughs on the way, but luckily I've got a brilliant little team and really support me. And uh, it, you know, I need people cleaning up as well after me because I make a fucking big mess when I go. <laughs> but what I was really proud of was these legs were no good and Frank had a set of them and they worked but they weren't and I said I'm going to stop selling them because I'm not happy with them so we sold about 50 of them we wrote to everybody and said we're not happy with the legs we're redesigned we're going back to the drawing board we're going to make the parts 48 of those customers came back and said good on you they actually made the effort to write back and say no we're going to wait two of them said we'll have our money back thanks we'll probably come and buy it when we know it's right but I thought what great you know, that's people that really have a lot of faith and trust. And one of the guys said, you don't see companies do that. Yeah. That was that was, that was was a real honourable thing to do. People just so good. To, and I said, yeah, but it's our reputation. You know, I don't want to – I know how much people put into those two weeks of hunting. They might have a year or whatever. The stuff's if, – if it fails and I've let them down, I've struggled with that. Oh, yeah. No, for, for sure. And I mean, that's one reason why a company like yours will do well. And, and we do, we know our customer service. And I mean, we probably go 
maybe a little bit far on customer service for some people to take advantage of yeah. it. But you do try to take, you know, somebody pays a premium pr- price yeah. for a product. You do try to go the distance. And I mean, there are times where we're looking at it, this yeah. load of shit. Somebody fed us on what happened. And it's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you try, you do try to take care of the people that are, you know, your customers that's taking care of yeah, you. So. Exactly. And we're, we're good at that too. And it's, it's all the time I'm part of that ship will be that way because I want I want people to pick the stuff up and go, yeah, they've got it right. It might not do everything. I'm the first to say there are tools to do different things out there that are better. But as a good all round, I think we've really killed it. Oh, yeah, you you have. Um, and again, and this coming from a guy that didn't even want to come do this fucking podcast. And here I am. I'm ready to buy everything you got. And that's no shit. Um, when you pulled this thing out, literally the light bulb popped on for yeah. me because it is hard to find a – small tripod this is for photography yep. but it's hard to find a compact tripod that's not a piece of shit yeah um that will have some leveling uh, yeah. right that you can and it's impossible to find one you can change out the legs on yeah so when you buy one i have a 200 dollars really right stuff that's six inches tall and that's all i fucking got yeah right yeah. that's it it doesn't do anything else it holds up a camera and if it's not level i'm fucked yeah right where this it's significantly more yeah. versatile and not that much more money no, for what it does no. so well I'm really proud to see that. We can't mention it yet, but I'm pretty proud about that because it doesn't get much better in the quality of the camera world, I'd say. No, no, no. Yeah. They're, uh, well, I can't yeah. talk or I'll fuck it up and everybody will know. So, yeah, no, it's great. But, <laughs> yeah. no, well, man, I, I, I appreciate you coming on, and I'm glad I came down here for this and Frank riled me out of bed. Um, actually, I wasn't in bed. I was shooting my bow in the garage. But uh, it's been it's been great having you on, Frank. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate well, it. Thank you for uh, seeing me, guys. I really wanted to come and see you. I think you guys make fucking wicked gear. Um, and the lads in uh, Europe that are using it have, have just loved it. So we're going to be doing some trading now. <laughs> Crikey, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's good. Can we get a dog nuts on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks, we appreciate Rob. it. Thank you. Really enjoyed it.